All right, we're live. All right, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, we're here. Happy November. Yeah, remember, remember the 3rd of November? 3rd of November, yeah. I think that's how that goes, yeah. November 5th, I'm going to be at the Day of the Devs event in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Hosted by uh, Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit. Going to sure. play some upcoming games. Yeah, great. I'm trying to think what, what what's there that I'm excited for. Thirsty Suitors. I'm looking forward oh, to playing yeah. some of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Rain Hail Downpour is going to be there. Okay. Uh, uh, Oxen Free 2. Okay, that's pretty looking good. Forward, looking forward to playing that one. So, yeah, should be a fun time. Nice. How was your Halloween? Did you do anything? Uh, I worked on Halloween, but the weekend before, I mean, just watching horror movies, playing horror games, which we'll talk about at some point during the show. And uh, yeah, no, it's been very, very good. Very cool last few days of uh, horror type stuff. Did you do anything? um, The like rich neighborhood in town they often close down the street because there's one specific street that like goes pretty crazy for decorations and they've been off the last couple of years, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I was excited to go this year. They were back. However, I feel from my memory, it seemed like less houses were decorated than previous. I wonder if some of the people like moved away who were some of the Halloween fanatics. Um, yeah. Or like a bunch of them just were like, you know what? We stopped for like a year or two. Thank God. That was I, so nice. Let's not do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they, yeah, they got like too old and they're like, we can't keep doing it. But I feel they're like if you were going to the like extremes that these houses were doing, it's something that you'll do until you're dead. Like it is ingrained. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, sure. But, um, so yeah, there wasn't as much, but there, it was still more than the last couple of years. So it was nice kind of walking amongst the trick or treaters. Uh, a lot of star Wars. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. I couldn't I couldn't tell you specifically which Jedi they were because because at some point it's just like, yeah, those look like robes and you do have a lightsaber. You could be anyone. Yep. <laughs> um, sure. Trying to think what else did I see? There was I saw two kids that had kind of like one of those kind of inflatable style, like there is some kind of air pump in there to keep them inflated. OK, it was a yeah. toilet that. <laughs> they came out of like this the middle seat of it and then they had fake legs so it kind of looked like they were sitting on the toilet <laughs> okay it's pretty good uh, i thought two two kids doing that one um and then i think the best costume i saw was somebody was like a a washing machine and even on top there was a basket of dirty laundry <laughs> okay that's also pretty good that one was very good yeah <clears throat> Yeah, some cute ideas. I like it. Uh, so yeah, that w- that was my Halloween. Um, cool. Anyone dress up at your work? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think my office did like a decorate your desk, which okay. I didn't. I didn't go in that the week that they had that, but I went in the following week and I didn't see any remains. So I don't think anyone decorated their desk. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I'm not really surprised. Um, I mean, yeah. I've got a question in the chat. Any Among Us costumes? Actually, no. And I thought for sure I would see some Among Us. Yeah, that seems like an easy layup, right? For the kids. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like uh, we've got some Among Us jack o' lanterns. So that's definitely cool. 
that yeah, yeah no that's actually pretty cool like or i would wait. assume at this point it's like anyone who wants to dress up as like a big m&m they're just dressing up as an among us yes essentially yep like that's the equivalent but yeah no i was trying to i was trying to see like you know what were some of the, the trends and it was it was a lot of star wars jedis for sure sure yeah. seems easy like an easy costume so why not I guess, you know, Star Wars is just real popular right now. Like, you know, to be fair, Star Wars is so hot right now. Andor is awesome. Like, this is probably my favorite Star Wars anything right now. Okay. Andor. And it's making me like need to go back and watch some Rogue One since he's also in that. And I need to be like, hmm, I want to see more of your character because I didn't realize you were so cool. (laughs) (laughs) But anyone who's not watching Andor should definitely watch Andor. Um, and tomorrow I'm going to watch that Weird Al movie because that comes out on the on the Roku channel down here. Hell yeah. Do you have the Roku channel or is it on something else for you? No, it's the Roku channel. I understand it's free. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm hoping the Xbox has a Roku app that I can just download and get access to it. Worst comes to smart TV, right? Well, I do, but I don't use any of the smart features because I have like eight consoles that have smart features hooked up to it. And they are at the faster. very least, 100% your TV will have it because that is like on every TV. So yeah. at the very least, you have a backup, I think. I, I'm, I would be shocked if I don't have like nine different ways of accessing Roku, any kind, any streaming service at this point. Like, yep. So, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, going to watch some of that this weekend. Nice. What about you? Any weekend plans? Uh, Nah, just relaxing. I still have a lot of games I want to catch up on and get into, so that's probably going to be it. Man, this this November is so packed. Like it's it's stupid. Literally, <laughs> it's like every second day something else gets announced, and it's like, oh, this is also coming out on the tenth. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like holy shit. Yup. Yeah. Uh, Much. Also, this like I every time I'm reminded of this game, I I almost can't believe it exists. In December, there's a new Need for Speed. <laughs> yeah. did, did, did you remember that? No, not yeah. until right now when you said exactly it. right. Like I I I literally remember and forget that like yep. once a week. Yeah, the thing seems like it's being kind of just sent out there to die. But we, I guess I'll see. Hopefully, I get we'll, access to it through like the EA access trial. We'll like see if it even comes hours. out. Like actually. I guess I feel like you do not put a release date that close if you don't plan to hit it. <laughs> I guess like no, yeah. no one's no one's putting out a release date with the idea of like, oh, and we'll definitely like delay it like in it in less than a month. <laughs> yeah. Into January or something like that's just bad. That's just bad press that you don't need. Yeah. All right. It is the top down perspective podcast. That's what you're listening to. It's a uh, November 3rd. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. A couple things people should know about before we get into the games is our TDP plus episode of Splatoon that we recorded last week is up and available through the Patreon. So if you want to hear us deep dive um, all about that game, uh, definitely go check out the Patreon as well. People voted. The winner is Shovel Knight Dig. That is the game we are playing through November and we will deep dive on that at the end of November. And if you're a TBP fan, our Halloween special episode we recorded on the weekend, it went out on Halloween. You also get the access to that through the Patreon. Same price as the Splatoon. So, you know, double dip. You might you might as well. Mm-hmm. 
one price for everything. True. But we're here to talk about games. Paul, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been <clears throat> catching up on just horror games or whatever. Spl- Splatoon 3, I've, the, I mean... The scariest. Yeah, so we talked about it. And that took up a bunch of my time. So, like, it took me away from some other games that I wanted to play for Halloween. That's but, honestly uh, the scariest I, part of it. It's pretty scary, yeah. And uh, I hadn't finished it when fully, anyways, when we did our talk. Uh, so I just wrapped up the last... I think I had like 40 minutes left. Like I was at the end basically. Okay. So I saw the end of that. It was fine. Um, I don't have anything, uh, any thoughts about that, that I would like want to talk about in depth that we didn't talk about in the TV uh, TDP plus anyway. So, or the TDP that, episode. Yeah. Or the TVP. That's true. Um, but with that out of the way, I finished off dead space two, uh, AKA the I part, which is the part everybody remembers from dead space two um yeah it's that and i remember there's something with like creepy like babies in like a nursery or something yeah that's much or that's about halfway through maybe a little bit less like that's pretty early but the we should also I've, like real quickly say uh yeah. john's not here this week he was feeling unwell so <laughs> just in case you're oh, wondering yeah. why he's being quiet yes Anyways, yes continue yeah. um and then when that was done a bunch of other stuff came out signalis came out um which i played a little bit of uh, okay. just a couple days ago. And yeah, that game is super, super cool. Uh, did you mm-hmm. like, like me when I played it at PAX West, get stuck about 15 minutes into it and wasn't able to progress? No, God, no. Okay. So that's that just game a is super problem. easy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm very curious. I need to load it up again just to see like, was I honestly missing something or did something in the demo I play just like break and I was actually stuck. Like I need do you to remember where you got stuck or like what the last thing you could do was or something. I mean, the, the demo seemed like it was from the beginning of the game. You like you like kind of wake up in like a facility and there's a couple creepies walking around. Um. Oh, yeah, that's not the beginning of the game, but that's. Oh, OK. The beginning of the game start. There's like a prologue before the like title screen sort of thing. So it, the part you were playing where it's probably maybe right after that happens when you're kind of in okay. the main game area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have but, to get into okay. it, but there, like I said, there's a million games that have come out in the last like two weeks. Yeah. That game, definitely a love letter to uh, RE games and some dead space in there as well. Just uh overall survival horror feels and it's super, super cool. I can't wait to play more of it. Uh, some interesting mechanics on how they do the lock picking and like they're weird hacking game it's not really hacking it's like using a radio tuner to like listen to frequencies that give you answers to open up stuff it's cool that game is super super cool and i can't wait to play more of it the big one though that came out like the day after signalis came out that i played through obviously was resident evil 8 got its dlc it got its gold version release and its winter's expansion update with uh the third person, some mercenary stuff, which I'm not going to touch because I hate mercenaries modes. Um, Resident Evil 8 got a third person mode and it got some DLC with one of the main character's daughter, who is a little more grown up now, called uh, Shadows of Rose, which kind of continues on that story. Uh, what happens with her or whatever after the main game. So I played through that game again uh, with third person to just kind of look around and Wait, the whole game. You just played through all of eight. 
Yeah, that was only about seven, eight hours or something. Not too bad. Only? Okay. Yeah. And then the DLC, uh, I played the night after, and that was about three to four hours. That DLC is way better than I thought it would be and probably deserves to be. That DLC is very, very cool. Uh, Nice. That's good. Lore-wise, it's... I mean... (laughs) Resident Evil 7 and 8 are lore-wise are kind of fucked anyway, but whatever. It continues on that story, which is cool. But the way they go about it is more of an evil within sort of thing where it's not that you are necessarily going to an area in the world and like seeing what is going on there or being stuck in an area like that. You're going through like the memories or like mind of a like hive mind sort of thing. Uh and the evil within is kind of a similar thing of you going so weird dreamscapey things and like some surrealist stuff and whatever it's cool that game is super super cool that dlc yeah uh, does the dlc have a big lady uh no it does not it has then a big what is boy even the point it has a big chonker it has the big lady's bathtub that is that <laughs> good bath water i know gamers like that shit so I guess as a self-proclaimed gamer, I do have to purchase the bathwater. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of Resident Evil 8, you're probably already got it or like looking at it. If you're on the fence, I you definitely should try it out. It's cool. That DLC is worth, I think, 20 or $30 price alone or whatever. And uh, oh, wow. it's kind of okay. cool to replay that game through the third person. Is there more DLC coming or is that the end of it? I don't know. I think that's the end of it, but it's weird because when you finish off Resident Evil 8, it says like the father's story has ended or something weird like that. And then I was expecting, is it going to say that at the end of the DLC? But like, no, if anything, the DLC feels like it might be like the intro to Rose and like her story. So maybe she's going to play a bigger part going forward. Who knows? Like maybe she's like the protagonist of nine. The new protagonist or something. Yeah. Or like just a big part Uh, because she's only 16 in this DLC. So like she has a long way to go. And the interesting thing to think about is that Chris Redfield is still existing and alive in this world when she's 16. So he's got to be 60 something now. (laughs) So I don't know that he's going to be on many more adventures himself. But uh, but I'm sure they can come up with a weird reason like the he took a stimulant and he's you know the virus yeah. made him do this but whatever yeah he sm- he smoked the herb or whatever he smoked yeah. the herb that gave him life again he's yeah a, he's a Who robot knows? oh man if they put his brain into like a robot or something that would be so good <laughs> why not uh oh and i played resident evil reverse that thing still sucks nothing new to say okay. about that <laughs> all right that's all i've been doing though cool i much like what seems like everyone on the internet it have been playing Marvel snap. Cool. Yep. Um, it, I feel like every ad on Twitter is now Marvel snap. Like they have, they are clearly making money and they are putting it into advertising and, and promotion. Um, but yeah, no, that game is pretty fun and it's not even in like a way where it's just like, yeah, the strategy is like so complex and like fun to get through these matches. It's more just like, it is enjoyable enough for like just long enough where I'm like, yeah, I could play another one of those. Like, yeah, it, 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 that was such a little bite size. Like these matches take maybe three minutes long. Sure. Um, yeah. 
so yeah i've been just kind of playing that doing some dailies uh the for those who don't know marvel snap is is basically like the card game war but what's actually very interesting is instead of war where it's one-on-one it's kind of there's three lanes so you can put your cards down in one of three places and each of those lanes has a modifier and that's the interesting part is those really kind of like make you come up with a strategy on the spot and then based on how your deck plays it's like well do i want to put it here or do i want to move it to the second lane or do i want to put it in the second lane and then move it to the third one later on because then i'll get an extra bonus or yada yada i am a snap on the first turn person oh wow okay sure like why not i I'm going in there and being like one cube. That's not going to get me anything. Two cubes. It's, I'm not, it's going to take me forever to level up. So I'm just like, let's fucking go. You either you're either in this or you're not. Let's 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 rock. I've yet to have someone retreat. Um, but yeah. I, I want to say I've probably won like. 99 percent of my games, I'm only level like 25 ish. So um, snap does something weird where you don't actually play real people until like level 80. Oh, so I'm just playing bots, really? Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden bots, and I think sometimes every now and then they'll throw a person in there, unless it, ch- okay. it changed. I played in like the closed beta months ago, so maybe there was less people. Um, I want to say that's because I mean these names are really good, and like they're putting 69s in there. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> they've got it figured out, but. Um, Okay, yeah, maybe. From what I've been hearing, because when I I was playing, I didn't start seeing real people until like forty to sixty. I I don't know. Like, there are definitely times where I can absolutely tell it's a bot. Um, Other times, like I would have assumed it's humans. Maybe I'm just playing bots, though. I guess I I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It kind of doesn't matter because like it's pretty seamless. I think either way. I, I just know that when I played it, I didn't start seeing humans until about 40 to 60, somewhere in there. So what made you think it was a human or what, what was your tip off point? Oh, they finally had the name like Big Splooger 69 420 or something. Okay, just so I've been stupid. getting that from like the get go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, so I haven't they, I think been getting that. I think they I think they adjusted that. I've been getting things like Seth, <laughs> like na- just names or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the I, the only ones that I've been like super like you can tell it's a bot because their name will be like. um, Let me like Spider-Man and the picture is also Spider-Man and yeah. it's also a tutorial. So uh, I think they definitely bring in uh, humans almost from the get go at this point. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. There are probably more people playing now. Their servers yeah. are open yeah. more. So that makes sense. This is um, it's on mobile. It's also on Steam, I understand. And I think I heard that if you are thinking of playing it, sign up through Google and not Facebook, because I guess some of the like authentication of going back and forth on platforms with Facebook doesn't work super well. But if you do Google, it's just fine. That that was something that I heard from someone else. So that's what I did. Just passing that little tip along. Cool. And then apart from that, I have been playing Shatter Remastered Deluxe. On uh, PC? On Xbox. Oh, on Xbox. Okay, yeah. So Shatter Remastered is the mobile version that was Netflix exclusive. And then Deluxe is the full release, like console PC one. Right. I was kind of looking up how the name convention worked here. Sure. 
I mean, I believe this game is $10 and for that price, why wouldn't you pick it up? Like that is such a great price for what they're giving you. That soundtrack alone is worth $10 as far as I'm concerned. Okay, um, sure. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to spend too much longer with this. It is clearly like a nostalgia play for me as I do think this is one of the best soundtracks of all time. I will say, though, as someone who has been listening to this soundtrack for over a decade, when you play the game again, it's like, yeah, this is what I remembered. Like, it's not as surprising as it once was. But of course, it's you know, the first time is going to be the big deal. I don't hmm. think this game looks as nice as I wish it did, specifically the backgrounds. They're kind of just like like a solid gradient or yeah. a solid color. And it's like man, I really wish that they had just like kind of like built more weird animations going on back there. And maybe they're trying to avoid making it too busy compared to the blocks that you're like, you know, passing the ball back and forth with. But it just it really does kind of look like this was a PS3 game. And we up everything to 4K as opposed to like. It's I, to be fair, it is a remaster. It's not a remake. Um, I would have just yeah. kind of loved s- some more like effects and stuff going on. Like, you know, when it comes to puzzle games these days of a neon variety, like the most recent thing that, that really stands out to me is like Tetris effect. And yeah, that thing sure. was just like particle effects all over. Like we're doing crazy stuff with it. So this does feel a little inferior to it. But sure. again, if you've never played Shatter because, you know, you didn't play it back on the PC, although I think it's like two dollars on Steam. You could still play that original one you didn't play it back on the ps3 10 bucks gets you the new shiny one that's such a great price like that is that that's almost a vampire's survivor level of like we just want to get this out there um and i think 10 bucks is absolutely what it's worth i probably would have said you could easily charge 20 bucks for this so Hmm. yeah that is uh that just came out this week i believe um because i've been i've been playing it since last week i got a code for that uh but yeah i'm about halfway through the story and it is is really great getting back to that cool it's a fun game yeah that's what i've been playing uh let's do some news starting with the big one we got release date and pricing for the psvr2 oh okay PSVR 2 is launching February uh, 22nd for $550, which is more than the PS5. Yeah, I feel like John guessed that number. I mean, game of the year. We're going to go through that. I think that might have been his prediction. I definitely did not guess as high. I was saying like 400 because the idea of like it costing more than the PS5 seemed crazy to me, but they're sure. putting a lot of tech in this. Like this is, this is, I, I don't know. Like I kind of went, when I saw that price, I was like, I don't think I'm going to get this when it first launches. Cause like if it was a new console, yes, I paid 500 for my new consoles. That's a price point I was willing to do. This is an accessory yeah. For the, the like that's a lot for an accessory. And when I look at the PSVR one, I did not play $550 worth of stuff. And that's this does not come in with sure. the game. You know, the first PSVR came with Astrobot. I oh. got it on a, a steep discount. Like I paid like 200 for mine, and it also came with a couple bonus things. Um this has no pack in whatsoever. So they mm. are also going to be offering a horizon call of the mountain bundle for an additional 50 bucks that's 600 dollars, 
And so, mm. which is also kind of revealing. I didn't know that Horizon VR game was going to be a $50 title. Um, mm. So you're, if even $550, you're going to have to pay more because you, you're going to want a game. So you're looking at close to $600 regardless. Mm. They also are going to be selling a uh, controller stand for the Sense the VR controllers. That's 50 bucks if you wanted that. Definitely pricier than I thought it would be, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I'm <clears throat> I'm very curious to see how these sell. Uh yeah. Especially just kind of where we are, you know, not everyone's been able to get a PS5. They just raised the price on the PS5. I like I'm I'm curious, but I think I'm I'm going to end up in the boat of like maybe I'll work wait for that first Black Friday sale. And try and get like a hundred bucks off or something like that because I I don't think I can justify it. Yeah, hopefully it's, work gets one and I can just borrow that one. <laughs> yeah, for whatever you want to play, like the three games that you want to play yeah. on it. So so speaking of the games, they did also uh, show re- really or announce the launch lineup. There's going to be eleven games. Okay. Uh, first off, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR. This is super massive. Okay. This sure. is going to be similar to that um, Until Dawn game they yeah. did, where it's like on like a roller coaster kind of ride. But I guess now it's set in the Dark Pictures uh, universe. Sure. Uh, there's a Crossfire game coming from Smilegate. Something called the Light Brigade, Cities VR, City Skyline VR. Oh, okay. Something called uh, I don't how do you Cosmonious, Cosmonious High. High. This is from Alchemy Labs. So, oh, weird. You know, All right. Yeah. Um, there's a Hello Neighbor game, because of course there is. Sure. Some kind of Jurassic World game. Uh, those movies are bad. Pistol Whip's coming. That's a very That's uh, a popular game. VR game, for sure. Yep. Zenith, The Last City. I don't know what this is. Hmm. After okay. the Fall. I've definitely heard of that game. But, After the know, Fall not... is, um, uh, think, what the hell is it called? Left 4 Dead in VR. Okay. Okay. Tentacular, 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 tentacular. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard so of it. The, the, those are, those are the 11 launch line of games. Um, okay. Astrobot's not on there, man. I was, hoping that's a bummer. Would, I was hope. I'm sure they're probably working on something, but I was, yeah. I was hoping like that would have been an absolute get immediately. Um, I'm surprised there isn't like a beat saber, you know, enhanced edition or something. Cause like, I probably would have, I probably Mm would have picked that up. I'm sure beat saber is going to get like ported over. Um, but you know that I could see them wanting to like resell it with like a, a new, you know, get a full price on there somehow. Yeah. Maybe Moss one and two, you know, bundle them and then you could sell it again for full price. That would have been kind of cool. That'd be cool. And then of course horizon, uh, call the wild is, is also a launch lineup game. Right. Uh, moving on, he, here's kind of like a, a a weird one, more kind of games industry focus. Popular Twitter account Nebelian, who people might know as some person who just posts a lot of game news the minute, if not before it even got announced. Some people might know him as, or them as... Uh the news section of TDP. 
<laughs> which will I now mean, a lot of it like closing. they they posted a lot of news like yeah yeah <laughs> you know they're up there with if, if wario 64 didn't post their deals yeah and it just stuck to the news that that's what nebelian did yes and nebelian came out this week and said i'm done with twitter um, yeah, that's fair. I've been feeling, I think a lot of us have been feeling that way for a few years. So I get it for, for in, sure. In the last few months, Nebelian had launched a Patreon just saying, Hey, if you appreciate what I do, you know, maybe chip it's keep, it's a tip jar. And yeah. he had like 985 backers. He had two tiers, one and three. So they were making at least probably a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. They have their number on the Patreon. They have the number of backers. Yeah, but uh, they came out and just said, like, you know, this is not worth my time. They um, they straight up said this is the the end of my video game coverage. I'm going to go do something else. So they're just like they're just out. They they are done. That's fair. <laughs> um, they also cite that, like, Elon Musk taking over Twitter has also just made them like not interested in the platform. Which I can understand. I mean, I uh, guess Elon Musk hasn't done anything but be a fucking moron, but I get it, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, they just yeah, exactly. So like if I if there's a couple quotes here, I do not trust the platform. I do not trust Musk and his seemingly infinite immaturity. I do not think Twitter will fall apart instantly, but that it could die a slow death. Why waste more time? Um, sure. They went ahead and locked their account so that no one could like reget the name and just kind of mess around smart with people. Yeah. Yep. Well, so here's the problem is that Musk is allowing people to get a verified badge for eight dollars. Uh eight dollars. So somebody month, will inevitably make nibble or nibble with like an L as an I or something and then pay the $8 and start just saying probably horrendous shit. So I don't think it matters at this point. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we'll see like either way, it is kind of a bummer. Like this person posted good news. They were a reliable source. They seemed, you know, knowledgeable. Their, their takes seemed interesting when they put their, their own perspective on stuff. Uh, it's a bummer to see them go, but you know, you can't fault them. And I hope wish them the best in not having to be awake 24 seven covering video game news. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I mean, seems like they wanted to do this. So good for them. I, I think sometimes it could maybe be hard to walk away from something when you've been doing it for a long time. So sure. good for them for just deciding, no, it's time I'm done. Uh, going back to PlayStation, PlayStation Plus has lost 1.9 million <laughs> subscribers since its relaunch. Okay. Uh, the relaunch being when they brought out the new tier service, they did their uh, Game Pass equivalent um, strategy. Uh, they will, however, they did also mention. Um, so the users went down, it went down from 103 million to 102 million. Um, but PlayStation Plus subscription revenue in actually increased by 10%. Yeah, that makes which sense. Would, it would make sense because they introduced the higher tiers. So although yeah. they have less subscribers, the subscribers they do have on average are paying more than what they were beforehand with those other sure. more people. Um, some uh, quotes uh, from like why this might be is they mentioned they did not push their subscription service as hard during the second half of the year as planned 
I'm also going to editorialize and say you came out with a Game Pass competitor that was far inferior to Game Pass. So no shit, this didn't land very well. We were saying that over and over as they were as we were like talking about the details is how do you not come out swinging? Yep. Um, Just kind of interesting to see. On the other side of the fence over on the Xbox side, uh, we got some more kind of financial numbers and we learned that on each console. So the Series X, Microsoft is losing around one hundred dollars. Okay. Eating that cost. Series S, they're lo- they're losing up to two hundred dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I could see that. Like they're eating that cost. Like the Series S is a bargain. Yeah. Like, holy smokes! I have a Series S. You know, it, it it's awesome. Like if you're if you're able to get a like you don't need a backup xbox for your primary xbox but when you have one that's so cute like that it's pretty nice um yeah i mean i think that also just kind of goes to show how confident they are in game pass if you're subscribing to game pass and let's not even include like ultimate to get the pc let's just include the ten dollars a month that's 120 bucks a year like that's going to cover the series x cost right that's going to cover more than half of the series s cost yeah so, you know, th- that just shows also kind of what Microsoft can do, how much money they have in the bank to be able to do that. It also kind of, you know, unders- underscores what uh, Bill Spencer was saying last week that he could see them having to raise prices in the future after this holiday sure. season, um, which makes sense if they're losing this much. And it's only going to be getting worse with like inflation and, and with where the economy's at. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off this news real quick and say also for Twitch, there's a deal going on right now where if you gift or subscribe to a channel, two new subs or two gift subs or something like that, look up, look it up or Google it just it's, so you it, can it's find two. out for sure. Yep. It's two. Uh, you will get, they'll give you three months of PC Game Pass trial. Uh, so that's, that's pretty right, good. Yeah. What is that, like a $30 deal for $10 total uh, through t- Twitch subs? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> uh, okay, continuing on. Spry Fox, the developers behind their biggest success is probably like Cozy Grove. And they're working on Cozy Grove 2. Has been sure. purchased by Netflix Games. Okay. Um, I like Spry Fox quite a bit. I've played a lot of... They have... I, what are they called? Alpha Bears is one of them. They have like all these. They, that's, a, that's another one. Yeah, they, did, they do a lot town. of popular um, mobile, mobile games. games. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked to somebody that worked at Spry Fox a while back. But yeah, no, I, I like them quite a bit. This makes sense. They seem like a Netflix games type of like either them or Zynga or something. So I'm glad that Netflix got them. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. Netflix games is kind of getting to the point where I I'm having a hard time making fun of them because they're actually getting some pretty good games in there that I'm yeah. just getting for free because I happen to have a Netflix subscription. So, yeah, um, for sure. You know, they they came out with a quick statement uh, talking about the acquisition. They seem pretty positive. But I mean, of course, they're going to say that immediately upon getting acquired. That's how it usually works. No one's going to be like, please save us. Oh, God, half our studio quit in retaliation. Um, 
but like a couple of things that they pointed out, we can continue making games that we were already making and wanted to make, but with more support and resources to make those games better and bring them to more people around the world. We can stop stressing about how our games generate profit on our games and instead focus exclusively on making them as enjoyable and fulfilling to our players as possible. And we can collaborate with other creative people within Netflix to hopefully get a better at what we do and how we do it. So well, hopefully that remains for them and, and they continue going on. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about the Netflix games is they're, they all seem to be like not a free to play model style game. Like they're getting yeah, solid they're real games. games. They, they don't need to worry about kind of the money incentive because there's a subscription that someone's already paying, right? Like into the breaches put on there. They didn't add any free to play mechanics. Yeah. And then here's a here's the sad story about when you get acquired. So how, how do you pronounce this o- on onoma onoma? What was used to be Idos Mon- what sorry, not Idos Montreal. What used to be Square Enix Montreal. Yeah, dev- was. Yep. They were acquired by Embracer Group. They changed the name to Onoma. This was the studio behind like Lara Croft Go, Hitman Go, you know, a lot of these mobile games has been shut down. About 200 people were affected. Some of them were finding, were getting transitioned over to IDOS Montreal uh, to get, um, you know, their job title transferred over to IDOS Montreal. But majority of the studio has been laid off as they made a pivot from no longer wanting to work on mobile games and focusing specifically on console and PC so this is definitely a bummer. It's also weird that like they went through this whole name change and strategy just to so quickly like then shut down the studio. I, I'm not sure how those things can be so close together. You think there would be a little more buffer room to to like implement the strategy and see how it goes, but maybe it just like tanked immediately in some way. Yeah, weird. Um, part of this report that came out of Bloomberg. Uh, I just Montreal is working on a new Deus Ex game that is, quote, very, very early in development. OK. And apparently they're co-developing f- the new Fable. Oh, OK. Al- alongside Playground Games. Sure, but hmm. I'm not surprised. I mean, um, it's not the first time Microsoft has like co-developed one of those titles. What's the one that Perfect Dark is being co-developed with? called the initiative is that the studio i think so that sounds right yeah yeah so you know we saw that we we're seeing that with perfect dark now we're seeing it with uh with fable but the best to the remainder and hopefully those other people land on their feet they'll probably mm-hmm. end up at like ubisoft if they're in montreal <laughs> yeah probably all right here's one that just perked my ears specifically up so siphon filter got rated in korea siphon okay. filter three specifically yeah. More importantly, a game called Ghost Trick also got rated in Korea. I mean, that's very good. Siphon Filter is fantastic. So there's no most importantly here. Uh, most importantly, Ghost Trick got uh, rated. Oh, fuck in, Ghost Trick. In Korea. Have you played Ghost Trick? <laughs> yes, I have. No. And you don't like it? No, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. They're both fine <laughs> is what I'm I saying. I would absolutely love a re-release of Ghost Trick on something uh more modern than the ds but yeah the fact that it hasn't been made for something is actually insane yeah Hopefully i think in um it, in japan i think it was on mobile Let's see adventure game originally launched in the ds 
followed by North America. An iOS version via the App Store in Japan, yeah. So, oh, and uh, no, worldwide. That's true. And you know that I remember it? it. I actually did. I did have it on my phone. So, oh, really? I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a whole thing where like, and then one of the iOSs like made it break, and they, <laughs> people were like, "Can you finally fix it?" And it took like forever for them to like finally like bring it up to current stuff. I don't know where it is currently. I should see. Is it still in the App Store? <laughs> do a little weird real-time research here but yeah i would love that just like put that on my put it on steam put that on my steam deck like put it ghost on Tri- everything ghost that Tri- can run it why not yeah sure ghost trick is absolutely on uh on ios on ios there's also something here called ghost detector talk to spirits and the spirit in the image looks like a baby my mom yeah. and dad called me their cutie Bob. What? Okay. <laughs> and then the next screenshot has the baby saying, because of electric dot, dot, dot. What happened with electric and this baby? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I mean, this thing's got a 4.3 star rating, 10,000 ratings. So like. You might want to joke around, but 10,000 people think this game's pretty good. Yeah, that seems. <laughs> that seems high. Okay. For, I've yeah. only read the first half a sentence of this review, but I'm just going to read it for you. This is from a year ago. Okay. Four out of five stars. Oh, heck no, but also cool. <laughs> then a, then a, then like a crying emoji, then like a curious emoji. Okay. Yeah. There's exactly okay. 15 different ghosts in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling when yeah. the reviews are more entertaining than the actual. Yesterday product. I started to think it was fake, but I really didn't want to think that since I believed it. And tonight it's 12 a.m. I got a notification <laughs> that I missed that I have a missed call from this app. I was confused. I didn't know you got calls from them. All caps. It said it was from a friendly spirit. And when I checked, I guess that spirit left. But there was a dead deer that is now a ghost. And one of the deers from my neighborhood apparently got hit by a car two days ago because it was this is all one sentence, by the way, because it was in the road. It was the same deer I saw when I was walking, I didn't really think that animals could be ghosts for some reason, but I couldn't believe what I saw a deer. But then it said it was out of sensor and I turned it and it was right next to me about oh, nine shit. inches away from where I am. One of the ghosts is a little boy and a little girl. <laughs> oh, I'm. I and don't a want woman this app. and a teenage girl and a man from what looks like the 1970s to 2010. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> then someone who looked like my great, great, great uncle search up Edward Wilmot and click the first and only person you see. But I gave this four stars because I think you should make it to where you get 20 questions for no pay for a week. Not 20 every day, just 20 for that whole week. But I don't think a deer will respond. 
I I think human beings aren't meant to know something, so I don't think people should download this app. It sounds too scary. It's better to not know. Stars. All right, Discord integration with PlayStation is coming March 2023. All right. Good for them. Xbox already has quite the integration. I'm surprised it's taken PlayStation this long, but that just makes sense. Sure. And to close the book, I'm assuming. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, We reported about the Bayonetta voice actor, the going back and forth. We didn't really know where to land. Um, I, I kind of felt like we were starting to see that she was lying, so it wasn't looking good for her. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, I mean, the last... So, sorry. I started reading this thing, but I'm not going to read it because I'm getting distracted. The last I heard about this, it sounded like she was lying by omission, really. Like... She wasn't directly telling fibs, but she was leaving out like important things like, well, they did offer me like, well, no, because she had she had been saying numbers that were incorrect. Then the numbers were like reported and then she was like, OK, well, yeah, but so there was some weird thing. I'm like, wait, now there's holes in your story because you said different. numbers. Yeah. sure. I'll read the tweet from Jason Schreier here, who kind of put together a lot of this reporting. Former Bayonetta actress Helena Taylor, who asked fans to boycott Bayonetta 3 in a video that was later proven to be misleading, has posted a list of charities to which she would like fans to instead donate. The list includes a Kentucky group that runs anti-abortion billboards. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming I haven't heard her respond in any way. I'm assuming she is just like going to stay quiet at this point And hopefully this is the end of it. If she has like a, she seems probably too small for like a handler or something, probably an assistant though. Uh, I'm sure she's been told like, you got to stop. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she has an friend. assistant. She definitely has a manager. Like she, she, yeah, yeah. she will have, she will have someone that like books her to do work. I'm sure, I'm sure they yeah. finally went in and were like, this is the end of it. You now need to be need quiet because this is going to damage your like future jobs opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just weird, like super weird. Also, you know what's odd? I have noticed like no one is talking about Bayonetta 3. Like that thing just came and went so quickly. And I don't know if it's just my circle of influence, but. I just opened up like the thread of her saying a bunch of stuff. She seems maybe like manic or something like this is kind of weird i hope she's like okay mentally i mean like genuinely i know that sounds kind of like a jab but no for sure yeah because i'm like looking at this thread here and i've seen this before in people with a manic episode and so i just hope she's okay and that she didn't like actually kill her career somehow Of course, yes. But I'm also I will also go out and say don't uh donate to anti abortion. No, nah, donate to whoever you want. I don't care about that. That's not my problem. What is is maybe don't listen to people that are having an episode of some sort in general. This is weird. And to go back to your other point, I agree. Nobody's talking about Bayonetta three, except for like one person that I kind of watch sometimes and he said it's great. But otherwise, no one else has said a word about it. Yeah, like, so. I mean, I followed the reviews when they came out. They were, like, pretty positive. And then, like, after, like, two days, it's, like, silence. Like, yeah. that thing just came and went. Weird. 
I wonder considering if it, like how long actually, people were waiting for. Good. That's. I wonder if John is going to play it because I'd be. I know John likes those games, and he's usually a pretty good sounding board for the for that sort of thing. So I'd be interested to see what he says I mean, about it. When I, he plays I, it. I was looking forward to it. I liked what I played in like demos at shows. I played it at PAX okay. West. Um, the only reason I hadn't picked it up is so much stuff came out that I had to just say like, don't because yeah. you are throwing yeah, yeah. money away at this point. Just like wait. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd like to think that I get a chance to maybe at least try it for game of the year talks, but I don't honestly know that that's going to happen. <laughs> Because I'd like to play it too at some point. There's a lot coming out. There is absolutely. So let's do some questions. If you would like to send a question into the show, topdownperspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel. John's P.O. Box is another great way to ensure that no matter what you send, we'll get read, as long as it's not offensive, obviously. <laughs> yeah, please. Please don't um, do that. <laughs> And uh, you could sound just like Kevin, who writes, what's the best Western video game? Western, like, genre setting, not where the game was made. I'm broken because the first thing that came in my head is Mad Dog McCree games. And those are not that, like, no, those are not the good Western, but they are the FMV, like, well, howdy, partners, sort of thing that you can, like, sure. point the hey, light gun at the screen. Absolutely. And, you know, to piggy off that, I was about to say the uh, the Gunstringer. Gunstringer is really good. Yeah, that's a good very game. good. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of like a, a version of that. Those kind of ones for sure. That was Twisted Pixel, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Back before Pers- they only made yeah. VR games. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to go. I guess I'll be the guy on record. And say I don't like Red Dead Redemption 2, like basically at all. Uh, I like Red Dead Redemption 2. I definitely think that it is, if you're looking for a Western game, that's one that you should probably be thinking about or on your list for sure. Uh, I like Call of War as Gunslinger just based on like how this, they tell the story in that. I was going to mention that one too. I think that game plays really well as well. It does. Like that, that dodge roll is really good. So that was the first one that kind of came to my mind was, was Call of War as Gunslinger. Um, but I mean, like, even if you don't like Red Dead, I think you have to still maybe you don't have to. I think it's hard to to like not respect those two games because they are just like landmarks in like visual fidelity and like systems in play. Like they are kind of awe inspiring. Oh, for sure. Scale point. Yeah. My thing is, is that I kind of don't like the Western setting in general, usually. And those are. Um, okay. I'd like Western stuff. Okay. Enough. If it's doing something else with it, like I like horror Westerns or dark Westerns sort of settings or whatever. Uh, I don't, the red dead games are very like they're arcadey obviously, but they're trying to simulate that place in time. They are period pieces that are very correct in a lot of ways. And I don't get, I don't care about that stuff, but if you do, they're like masterclass in that for sure. I, was, I mean, I like the storytelling in those games. Like, I you know, I didn't do a ton of the side quest stuff. I just went through the story because that was long enough. But I think they tell those yeah. stories really well. And there are some really there's some great moments that I just will like. Like, I'll always remember the ending of Red Dead Redemption because that sure. is very yeah. cool. Um, same with Red Dead 2. Like, that has a very cool, like, f- final mission. Um, 
like there are definitely moments from those stories I'll, I'll definitely remember and then like it, you know it's a rockstar game so like the way they tell it and present it is there's a level of like cinematic quality that not a lot of other games have movie like so, yeah yeah sure uh what about gun and- I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend that, but it's okay. <laughs> what about wet? Uh, no. <laughs> that's 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 like quasi Western, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm from sure. the chat, New Vegas. Sure, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good suggestion. Are it there has cowboys that aesthetic. in that one. Well, like wasteland cowboys. Sure. Because <laughs> if you're going like apocalyptic wasteland i feel like you are now in a different you you are you are venturing now into sci-fi as opposed to western new vegas is pretty deserty though like it it's probably the closest you can get without going over the line well I think. so that to that point like if desert is kind of the main thing would you consider like um rage a western rage yeah in some ways or, sure. or, or borderlands um borderlands one those are those are both kind of like in a yeah kind of right i i like we're getting further and further away on the spectrum but yeah i'd say they're i have a a hard time thinking it's a western if there are not cowboys okay see for me the kind of ideal is you having a posse and like doing some robberies or doing some loots grabbings like that stuff it i don't know okay what about the movie mad max fury road or any Mad Max, I guess, at this point. Uh, yeah, that might be over the line for me, but I can't tell. I mean, we've Mad definitely Max got close to to Borderlands, like they were straight up spoofing. Yeah, right? we've kind of we've completely. I think the problem with that for me is that the cars play such a heavy role. If they were using revolvers only or something, maybe. Okay, I mean. They, I mean, I don't think you need to have revolvers. Like even Red Dead, like they have like yeah. rail. They don't have rail guns, but they have like machine guns and they have rifles and stuff. Yeah, the um, like Remingtons and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, there's Yetis. Yeah, there's a good amount of uh, Western genre type games or whatever. Jedi Jack of all trades writes based on all the corporate malpractice news you've heard of in the game industry. Where do you rank the video game business in terms of corruption compared to other entertainment industries, film, music, sports, etc.? I mean, where people can make money, there's going to be corruption. So, yeah, no, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. The, uh, this is a hard question for me because since I don't follow those other industries yeah. anywhere near as closely, I, I don't know a lot of the behind the scenes. I definitely hear a bit about film and TV because a lot of the kind of like fandom does overlap. I couldn't tell you like anything about sports or music. Um, I think. Okay. The way I'm going to rank them and I'll give my reasoning after game industry's worst followed by film slash TV followed by sports followed by music. And it's just the amount of people that get screwed because in the game industry you have like a few hundred people working on a thing can get fucked over. Same with film or whatever. Uh, See, music and sports, actually, it gets less. I might have flip it a bit. I bet there is more. I, I bet it's actually a pretty simple thing. Whichever mm. one is bringing in more money has more, gonna corruption. Be more corrupt. So that's why I'm going to be sure. like sports has to be the most corrupt. 
I mean, maybe, but it only benefit if benefits or fucks over less people is what I'm thinking. Well, so then, like, what are we continuing? considering sports is it just like the team or is it anything that is associated with the sports is it like sports betting is it advertisers for sports oh i see what you know what i mean like like sports is so huge it can encompass a lot of things right same with like like betting might be its own industry well if betting's its own industry that's the most corrupt (laughs) just straight up (laughs) because if you get into film and tv it's like well sure there's actors direct there's people that are currently there on set but there's also like production houses visual effects studios that get brought in and screwed over like there's a lot of facets to everything at least with like with the video game one for the most part it's like we when we see something happening it is kind of isolated to that studio a lot of the time or there is at least an umbrella under a name like i can be like Activision has a problem and all of their little studios within it kind of have the same problem. Whereas like, I feel like the other ones, do they just feel more widespread? And that could just be though, because I don't know enough. So yeah. It feels that way. That's the problem is that it's hard to rank these without having the breadth of knowledge and the other stuff as we do in the video game side. I think I would still just assume though, because sports brings in so much money, there has to be more corruption there. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to tell. Would think anyway. All right, this next one I had to I have to I had to leave it in the Discord. Otherwise okay. it would have been spoiled. But I will read this next one from Suku Suku. It says Blast from the Past question. Favorite video game soundtracks of all time. How have your tastes changed in eleven years? First asked in twenty eleven. And they have me, John, and Nathan's answer. <laughs> right. I wasn't well, I was around, but not here doing this. Not on the show, yes. So I'm going to assume I said Shatter. Uh, that, was, that's the only thing that sticks out to me. And I would have played Burnout it point. There? I would, not have said, I would not have said Burnout. You don't think so? Although okay. the length of these answers makes me think it's more than just Shatter. But um, just for fun, do you want to take a guess what Nathan or John said? So I have some go-tos for Nathan. Uh, Deadly Premonition around that time is kind of like, I don't remember if it was even out at that time or if it was 2013. It was. It, it, no, it, no, that thing came out in 2010. 2010? Okay. I definitely think Deadly Premonition. Nathan has this thing where he's kind of like a homing missile, and when he likes something, he homes in on it for a while. Uh, okay. So that like that was his target for a few years in my mind. So okay. that might be one. John, uh, I think John might have is maybe he said like a Mega Man or a Street Fighter game, that, but I have no idea. Yeah, those would make sense. I was thinking like a Castlevania okay. maybe as well. Let's see what we said. I put a whole bunch of stuff. So I said Shatter, Super Meat Boy, Scott Pilgrim, VVVV. Yeah. And Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. So looking at this, if I was to say like how things change, this is a lot of electronic music. It's a lot of chiptune, uh, yeah. which is fine. I don't listen to that as much as I, I definitely did back then. Back then, I was kind of like seeking it out a lot. Um, so it, I would say I'm just kind of a bit out of that phase, but I would not say I dislike it in any way. Sure. Uh, John, uh, we were way off. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he said Bionic Commando rearmed. Yes, like, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He then said Silent Hill. 
That's out of character. Okay. Contra Shattered Soldier. Oh, weird. Wow. I bet that was a conversation of this is the only good thing about that game or something. (laughs) And he also agreed with Sean's picks. I mean, yeah, those are (laughs) solid picks. So Nathan answered Deadly Premonition and some of Sean's picks. Dude, like... Way to go. It's just one of those things that when you've talked to Nathan so much, you can just tell, like, what era of Nathan was this? Because I was thinking that's too <laughs> early for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, so it's probably Deadly Premonition. I mean, but, like, the year, I would have assumed by, like, a whole year passing, he would have moved on. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, when I think back to that soundtrack, it's like, okay, it has, like, the one song that's just silly, but I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I can't think of anything else either. All right, you're okay. up. This Phantom Ages writes, Ahoy TDP crew, would you have a would you rather have a one six scale statue of yourself in any pose you want or a 30 inch plushie of yourself? <laughs> like a think. plushie. So once, I guess. What is one sixth scale in terms of inches? Oh yeah. Well, one six, that's like a foot, right? Yeah, because I'm and and I happen to be exactly six foot tall. So, yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, so that would be 12 inches. So I got a 12 inch statue of myself or a 30 inch plushie. Oh, when you put it in those terms. Yeah, I think I would, too, just because that's too much room otherwise. Well, it, also, I just think like, do, am I into figurines more than I'm into stuffed animals? Um, and I would say probably I am. I don't really have both, but if I was going to get something, I think I would prefer a figurine. Also, if I could put it in any pose I want, I could find something silly. Whereas the stuff he's probably just like, you know, I'm T-posing or something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree just because it would take up less room. Any idea what pose you'd pick? Um, Probably something with my, like hands on my head or something just because i think it's funny it's like a t-pose but with stress added i see okay um what would i do like i could you know i could go simple and just do like a dab um oh dab's good dab's real good yeah i might just like you know sitting down cross legs just like with like a thumbs up (laughs) i wouldn't mind that and then just you know put that like on my desk and then it's just like oh look at that guy He's just, a, he's just a little dude. Okay. <laughs> VGC Kenny writes, if you had to design the ideal game for your co-hosts, how would you do it? Um, and then he kind of gives us how we should do it, but there's two of us, so I'm going to design it for you and you're going to design it for me. Okay, sure. So the ideal game for you, so it's going to have to be a spooky game. Sure, uh, okay. I'd, I guess at some point they need to say Jill Sandwich. I don't know why, but that's, that's not like true, that but okay. To, that needs to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I don't know if it's like, I'm trying to think like, if, if, would you prefer like a pixel art style or would you prefer like, you know, 3D, 3D models that are like highly detailed? Sure. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have to control it with the DDR pad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. No, I don't know. I, I, all I could think was just make a Resident Evil clone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, how much do you want for it? 
I have uh, exactly <laughs> this much in my account. Take what you it's need. A, it's a Resident <laughs> Evil clone with Metroidvania elements. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if uh, man, John would have been so much easier to design for because his would be like a Metroidvania with something else. Yeah, it would have been a side-scrolling platformer, like definitely pixel art. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The only the only difficulty options you can pick are harder, harder. Yeah. Um. I would. I don't even know what I'm trying to make think what I would pick for myself. So I would make you a platformer for sure. Double jump right from the get-go, of course. Of course. Um, I mean, even I'm going to put a double jump in your Resident Evil clone. I'm going to put a double jump in John's game, too. Yeah. Everybody Visual gets a double jump. double jump. Like, just give him a double jump. In fact, it's going to be a game where every time you get another power up is just adding another jump you could utilize if you wanted to. I don't, I don't know about that. See, the problem with giving you too many jumps is then it takes away, like, because, like, if you're doing so many then jumps, then it's just you're flying. Fly- is you're flying. Exactly. It's like you're not jumping anymore, and it's and it kind of trivializes the double jump, whereas the double what jump What it actually is to- is Flappy Bird <laughs> at that point. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, I'd probably give you some weird, like, self-referential thing. You know what? I'd give you, like, a good Matt Hazard, basically. Okay. But for a more modern age. So would that just be kind of, no, I was was thinking, no, I was thinking like Stanley Parable, but no, Matt Hazard would be more action. But you mean in terms of the self-referential part? Self-referential and like every stage is maybe kind of riffing on a different game genre or something, like something that gives you variety, like every stage sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, giving, putting a bunch of genres in there is is a total cop-out answer, but even I was having a problem thinking of like, I don't even know what I would want though. as like my ideal game. Cause I can't think of like, I don't have like a favorite genre or whatever. Cause I think yeah. like, you know, I play a lot of visual novels. I play a lot of tactics games. I play a lot of platformers. I play a lot of rhythm games and it's like, yeah, I'm clear. I'm, you know, much like uh, an ogre or an onion. I have a lot of layers to my gaming. So you're gaming. So maybe just do none. Just give me like a sports game, you know, just cancel everything. out. <laughs> yeah. It's actually just like American football with a double jump. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like the best football I've yet to, to I would play, play it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be very good. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Dead right. What was your first big gaming disappointment? This is hard remembering back that far. Maybe. Yeah. I remember like I got Metroid 2 for the Game Boy and that game is so hard and just confusing that I barely played it. Sure. And I don't I don't even like specifically remember being like upset at it, but I I could just imagine like with how few games I was getting back then. That getting one that I wasn't able to play much of probably sucked. So. I I grew an appreciation for this game where I think it's okay. But that first NES Ninja Turtles game, man, when you're a kid and you love the Ninja Turtles and then you're playing that, that's a fucking bummer. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm lucky because my first Ninja Turtles was the arcade one. Was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every like literally every other one has been a decent one of those. Like, Like an improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Sure. 
Uh, last question from Rasterman. Tips for staying awake at a party that goes from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, cocaine. What is this party? Like, it's a coke party. <laughs> this is a crazy party. Who, who is partying that late? Why? I, I'm curious why this party has to go until 6 a.m. Like, so what this sounds like is actually what's a tip for staying awake during my 10 hour shift? Because <laughs> that's like, sure. The night shift, right? Eight to six or something. <laughs> well, so like, what is the scenario where this person knows we are going to be partying until 6 a.m.? Like, how do you like is all I could think is this like we're going to watch these like eight movies and just doing the math. We're not going to be done until 6 a.m. Like, how do they know that the the, the party ends at 6 a.m.? Right. Like when I when I go to a party, it's like. You know, there isn't like a set end time, but it probably isn't going pat that far past like two at the latest. Like maybe there's a sure. few people straggling around, but in terms of like the main group. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, ways to stay awake. I guess it's just how do you stay awake in general is kind of the question. Ne- never let yourself get comfortable. All right, here's the thing. If you know for some reason that you're at this party for 10 hours, 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. because it's scheduled, maybe like a night shift that you're not telling me about, you should probably sleep, like, have your sleep schedule, like, reflect as such if possible. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly, they, they can't do that. So they need tips. Like, for all we know, they're at the party right now, and they need tips because they're about to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, don't sit down. <laughs> They're at the party right now. <laughs> Help me, you, TDP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think you can sit down. You cannot allow yourself to get comfortable. You must constantly find someone, and maybe you guys can like work off each other. You can work. You can tag team this. Yeah. Not only like you know, in the idea of like, well, you know, we can tag to get each other out, but physically, in terms of like when you go to tag this person. You will slap them in the face and they will slap you in the face and like throughout the night, you know, keep the adrenaline up. Don't go to sleep. And every 15 minutes, I'm going to slap you as hard as I can. Yeah. Uh, Blue light is apparently supposed to be like really good at making your brain work harder to rest. So maybe look at your phone like periodically and just you gotta like make sure your phone doesn't go stuff. into like night shift automatically because mine mine does so i would have yeah. to turn it off <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah but um, like that's kind of a weird like physiological thing now that growing up i didn't have really eat a whole clove of garlic yeah also it keeps the vampires away and eight to six is I, their witch i did that at a, at a party once uh on like a challenge yeah. And like that, that messed me up for hours. Like, holy, I could not brush my teeth enough that for like two days. Yeah, that's definitely too much. I do love me some garlic, but that is too much. Yep. It is. It is absolutely too much. But I mean, you'll that'll wake you up for a bit. Like, look, so it's 10 hours. You come up with like, you know, 10 solid suggestions that can last you an hour each. I think you could do it. Yeah. Something that always oh. wakes me up is uh if i'm starting to feel a little sleepy or whatever going outside especially when it's a bit colder getting some fresh air and like 
if I have to like do a small drive home, like from work or something, that usually wakes me up a decent amount too. I was gonna say, hang on, second. no, if you're getting tired, don't drive. Yeah, that is well, not a good idea. <laughs> no, yeah, like if you're at a party, well, if you're at a party or something, you probably can't drive anyway. You should go outside and get fresh air, probably though. Um, yeah, like the the best ways I've stayed awake for this long that come to mind is like when I was on a plane, but I had so yeah. much stimuli that did not make me think it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. That I was, that I, that I barely even like w had to worry about it. But if, but if you're like, if you're actually at a house party, you are going to see it dark outside. And, and I would assume yeah. even going outside is going to be like, Oh, I, it is, it is time to fall asleep. I'm going to sleep right here in the snow. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. And then you never wake up. <laughs> Yeah, keep lights on. Try to make it seem like it's daytime still by like closing the windows and or at least like that you can't tell what time it is. Um don't drink any booze. That's a good one in the chat. Yeah, that'll that'll push you to sleep. Just maybe or just drink, drink so much booze. <laughs> I know because if you drink so much booze, you're going to pass out. I do not think there's like a it, it doesn't wrap around full circle. <laughs> I think it is a it is a parabola. That slams into the ground hard, and that's your head yeah. hitting the floor. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. Depending on like how you are personally, caffeine and sugar can help. Yeah. I don't You're think we've like said anything better than slap someone and have them slap you. Yeah, just slap each other a few times. I can I can say, for my entire life, I have never slept through a slap. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully, hopefully we gave you 10 suggestions that give you an hour each. Yeah. And uh, good luck surviving this nightmare of a party. You know good what? Don't don't go party. to this party. Go to go to a different party or go to the party at 8 p.m. And then go home at like midnight. Like that seems like that four hours at a party. That's a lot of party. He can't, though, because this is obviously a shift. So have fun at your quote unquote party. <laughs> this is this person wished for an awesome party. And then the monkey paw curled and said, OK, but it's from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. And you can't leave. <laughs> this is a scary. This is a freaky stories esque like crypt keeper story. And it's like and the person died dancing. They partied to death. <laughs> Right, this is yeah. a this is a worm this is a slurms mckenzie scenario <laughs> where this person cannot party anymore because they've partied for decades and they're so tired yeah same <laughs> uh that's going to do it for questions if you want to send in questions for next week top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box uh what is the best game you played this week Oh, uh, I'll give it to the DLC Shadows of Rose. That was really good. Solid. And I'm going to give it to Marvel Snap. Nice. Uh, stay tuned for next week when there will be another episode of this podcast. Believe it or not. Yeah. See you guys. Then. Bye.